0: I'm Vijay Hamilton, and welcome to the Autoimmune Reset, the place for you to learn how to thrive with autoimmune disease and feel empowered to take steps to transform your health to feel better than ever. You can start making changes today to improve your health So with every episode, my mission is to share with you simple ways to level your diet and lifestyle with key learnings from my own journey reversing autoimmune disease and inspirational stories from those who have reset their autoimmune symptoms and are now thriving in life. I suffered from autoimmune disease for over 25 years and now I live symptom free and I wish the same for you as well. So thank you for being here and sharing this time with me. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome to today's Friday 5 episode. I'm your host VJ Hamilton, I'm a nutritionist, scientist and expert in autoimmune disease and today I want to talk to you about five reasons that you might be having digestive issues that you might not have considered because I'm often working with clients who have tried doing low FODMAP, they've tried the AIP, they've tried lots of different ways to improve their digestive health and they are still having symptoms and that's is when we consider other factors that might be involved and might be causing those digestive symptoms and that's what we're going to run through today. Now as you are aware if you listen to these Friday 5 episodes every week they are about 10 minutes long so I'm going to rattle through these today but I expect I will do a longer episode on some of these issues because as I said they come up quite frequently and often it's when clients have more complex issues issues that these different sensitivities and issues come up Um, and so it might be worth a longer discussion at some point. If you would like to hear more about one of these uh, subjects then feel free to send me a direct message on my Instagram account at the autoimmunity nutritionist and let me know and I will cover that for you. Have you ever heard of a salicylate sensitivity. Now salicylates are natural compounds that are found in certain fruits, vegetables and spices and what can happen is that you can become sensitive to salicylates. So you might be eating a lot of different foods and having a reaction to lots of different foods and being quite confused by that because you might not realise that they are all foods that contain salicylates and that's when it's helpful to work with a nutritionist because you can keep, a food and symptom diary and your nutritionist can kind of look into that for you to understand a bit better the the types of foods that you are reacting to because it's not always the obvious ones. When you have a salicylate sensitivity you may experience lots of different digestive symptoms. Some of them include Abdominal pain, so feeling discomfort after eating, bloating, diarrhoea and loose stools, nausea, and gastrointestinal inflammation, which you're not going to likely know that that's the case without testing, but you might have done a stool test with your doctor or or a nutritionist and seeing that you do have inflammation present and this might be the reason. When I'm running the GIFX stool test that I offer in my clinic, the autoimmune nutritionist, and I see the secretory IgA raised in particular, then I often think of different food sensitivities that might be at play. And If it is very high, then I would look at one of the more obvious sensitivities, but it can be extremely high even with something like salicylates. Some of the main um, foods that contain salicylates include berries, so healthy foods, cherries, apples, they're found in tomatoes, peppers, spinach, and even in some spices like cinnamon, curry powder, and paprika. So, keeping a journal is going to give you that insight into whether some of these foods are the foods that you're reacting to and experiencing digestive sim- symptoms after having those foods. The next condition that can cause gut issues and might be overlooked is mast cell activation. Now, mast cell activation is when your mast cells, which are immune cells, almost go haywire and they start to reduce lots of histamine. And you might know histamine because it's linked to allergies. So as well as having digestive symptoms, you might also have some skin-related symptoms like having hives and having uh, skin rashes. But you can also have gut related symptoms with mast cell activation. And there are some certain foods that have higher amounts of histamine in them, and then foods that can trigger histamine release. And if you have mast cell activation, uh, dependent on the cause, but in the the short term, it is good to decrease the amount of histamine rich foods that you have in the diet. But finding out what is causing that mast cell activation in the first place is important. And that's going to help you to get everything back into balance um, so you don't have these digestive symptoms anymore. And similar to salicylates, there are a range of different gut issues and symptoms that you may experience as a result of mast cell activation. You might have abdominal pain again, diarrhea, nausea, bloating And it's good to watch out for any changes in bowel habits. I would say whenever you have a change in bowel habit, it is worth looking into and consulting with your doctor just to check that it's nothing more sinister. But mast cell activation can also be triggered by different factors such as allergens so you might find that you're experiencing it more during allergy season infections can trigger mast cell activation so potentially you start to experience this after having an illness stress certain medications and exercise can lead to mast cell activation So there are a few things to look out for there. If you feel that mast cell activation be at the heart of your symptoms, especially when it comes to your digestive health, I would certainly recommend working with a health practitioner to understand what the cause of that mast cell activation is because without addressing the root of the issue, you might find that you keep experiencing those symptoms until you address that, um, which is why it's worth working with somebody to understand that a little bit better. Now, the next condition I want to talk to you about is small intestinal fungal overgrowth. You've probably come across small intestine bacterial overgrowth, and that's why we're not talking about it today, because that is one of the go-to conditions that is often diagnosed or when a nutritionist is working with a client, that might be one of the first areas that they look into. But small intestinal fungal overgrowth can also be a problem. And as I said, this can be overlooked. Now, small intestinal fungal overgrowth is where you have a buildup of fungus rather than bacteria in the small intestine. And this can cause bloating, as, as can SIBO. It's worth identifying whether it is caused by candida or bacteria because the approach that you take when you try to improve that um, is going to be different dependent on what it is now sifo also comes with other symptoms such as fatigue joint pain skin issues and brain fog so these are a few things to watch out for if you do find that you're getting a lot of bloating it might be sifo with an f rather than sibo with a b Next is nickel sensitivity. Now you might not be aware that certain foods such as chocolate, nuts and grains include nickel and some people are more sensitive to nickel. Now I know when I was younger and I wore nickel made jewellery I would get a reaction on my skin and that might be a sign that you have a nickel sensitivity and because you're having that sensitivity on your skin it's more likely that you're going to have it from foods that contain nickel as well. So just one to watch out for especially if you see that reaction from jewellery made from nickel. Now there are Lots of different, again, digestive symptoms that you can have from a nickel sensitivity, similar to the ones that we've talked about with the pain, nausea, diarrhea, and bloating. And that can be the frustrating thing with these digestive issues. You can have similar symptoms, but it can be caused by a completely different thing. And as I said earlier, that is the value of keeping a food and symptom journal. Honestly, it can provide so much insight and it is worth doing. I know it's a bit of a commitment, but it's gonna help you get to the root of what is going on. And once you find out what your trigger and cause is, It can be a complete and utter game changer. So I would certainly recommend that keeping some of these conditions and issues in mind if you have tried other things and it's not worked for you. And last but not least is food sensitivities, but beyond the basics. Now, we know that things like gluten, dairy, and soy can be an issue for us, but there are lots of other foods that you can become sensitive to. And often, when you are becoming sensitive to lots of different foods, you have lost your immune tolerance to those foods. And it certainly could be a sign of a larger issue in the body. And that's worth investigating as well. So if you find that you are reacting to lots of different foods and it's not in any of these other categories that we've discussed, then it might be a sign that your immune system is highly reactive at the moment. You might have a genetic predisposition to this, so there may be some genetic variations which mean that you're more likely to react to lots of different foods. It might be an indication that there are imbalances in your gut which need to be addressed in order to to increase your tolerance to those foods. And it could also be to do with environmental factors like being exposed to pollutants and xenoestrogens and Plastics and those types of things that are in the environment and they can cause an imbalance in your gut but also in your immune system which means you're more likely to react to foods and different particles and components in those foods. So as I said it's quite a quick episode today just to run through some of the other areas that you can explore if you have been experiencing lots of digestive symptoms, you've tried things already, you've tried to cut out certain foods, you've tried to eat lots of gut nourishing foods, you've done some of the elimination type protocols and you're still not getting results, well, these are a few things that you can think about. I think it is worth doing a stool test to understand your current baseline, to understand whether you have any bacterial or yeast overgrowth to understand how well your digestion is actually functioning at the minute whether there's any inflammation there and how well you're breaking down certain foods because that gives us such great information to start with and then we can consider these other factors and work on them um, and that's where you're going to see the most long-term results because you can have short-term relief from your symptoms by making changes to your diet which are going to work in the short term you need to address those imbalances at the root to really see improvements in your symptoms for the long term and hopefully to live symptom free of your autoimmune symptoms and digestive symptoms because I know, and I know from my clients as well, how much digestive issues can impact your life. It's not just about the digestive issues yourself. It can be an issue when you're going out. It can just mean that you're in pain a lot of the time and feeling uncomfortable. And so correcting them can go an long long way in how you feel about yourself and your quality of life so i hope you found that helpful today if you have any questions as i said pop over to my instagram account at the Autoimmunity nutritionist if you'd like to do my gut health functional testing package. I will put the link in the show notes so you can find it there and remember I do offer a free 15-minute consultation. I'll put the link in the show notes. I'd love to hear from you um, if you are thinking about making changes to your health with nutritional therapy and functional medicine. If not, have a great weekend and I'll speak to you soon. Take care. Thank you very much for joining me today on the Autoimmune Reset. I really hope you enjoyed the discussion and be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And if you liked it, I would hugely appreciate a review on iTunes as it helps me understand what you like about the podcast and to help share the information with more people. I'm excited to speak to you next time. And remember, you have the power to take the reins on your health. So keep the faith and celebrate the small wins. Until next time.